Hello and welcome. This is WDLR Radio, Worldwide Divine Love Radio, with a very special guest today, Alan Forrest. And we also have a very special co-host that's joined with me on various programs. He has known Alan for some time. He'll give a little background, introduce Alan, and we're anxiously awaiting to hear the story that's going to be for our ears today on WDLR Radio. Al Fike, greetings to you. Nice to be uh, in this part of the country on the East Coast. Well, you've had some storms, I understand, in the Vancouver area today. And your lovely wife is out in that storm somewhere trying to make her way back home. Give us an update on the Vancouver area. Thanks, Brooke, and it's a pleasure to be here again. Um, yes, uh, the day started out very stormy and continues to be so. We've had uh, much uh, rain, wind. Uh, I can look out onto the ocean here and there are white caps down below our view, and that's very unusual for here because it's a very sheltered bay. And uh, I even saw almost little white tornadoes going across the bay as you look down into it. So it has been quite a dramatic day and we lost some power for a while, but uh, glad that we're back to somewhat normalcy now. And, uh, and yes, I'd love to in introduce a dear friend, Alan, who we've known, oh, I think for a couple of years now. We met him at a party, a birthday party, and. Uh, we made an instant connection, at least Jean did. Jean is the connector in the family. She will suss out a crowd and and target an individual such as Alan, and, and then, uh, you know, they, they just fall under her, uh, her gifts of uh, communication and rapport with people, and, and then they become friends. So she's done that with many people, and Alan is just one of them. He probably still doesn't know what hit him, but anyway, here he is. Not at all. <laughs> and uh, so Alan has an interesting story to share. Uh, he's been on a spiritual path most of his life. It hasn't been a divine love path, but uh, he has uh, come to our prayer circles uh, very consistently uh, over the since we met him. In fact, I think the the day after we met him, he came to, <laughs> to pray with us and mm -hmm. uh, uh, had an experience there that uh, almost blew his socks off, I think. And it it's, uh, seems to be his normal state of affairs in his spiritual life to have these intense spiritual experiences. And so I love hearing about them. They're, you know, they're always fascinating to hear about and to uh, be with him when he's experiencing these uh, wonderful, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but different states of consciousness, I guess would be uh, the way to, to talk about it. And, um, and so the friendship began with uh, these experiences that uh, he's had in, in our prayer groups and with uh, praying with him, uh, Gene and myself and and Alan together, 
and we met his uh, wife, Vicky, and she's a lovely lady. But unfortunately, in the last year, or maybe since we met you, or since soon after, uh, Vicky uh, was suffering from congenital heart uh, disease, and uh, it got progressively worse. And then uh, she had made a decision that being a nurse and seeing uh, many people suffer through these conditions. Um, he decided to go with assisted uh, death, uh, MAD, is it called? MAID, M-A-I-D. And uh, that brought us all closer together because she was quite happy for us to come and pray with her during her struggle with the heart disease and often we would get messages from uh, White Cloud, who was a celestial um, angel and others, and it, to reassure her that, you know, what would happen when she passed over. And uh, I think I'm gonna leave the rest to Alan because he uh, experienced it firsthand. I did have uh, some experiences where I saw things happen, but I think Alan, uh, saw lots of things happening, which he can share. So I don't want to mm -hmm. hog the airwaves here and let Alan do the speaking instead. Yeah. So, Alan, yes. go ahead. Where do I begin? Begin at the beginning. <laughs> begin at the beginning. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting that uh, I did meet uh, Gene and Al at this birthday party. And uh, then a couple of days later, coincidentally, they were heading off to Europe for one of their tours there, and Blackpool and uh, Germany, Frankfurt, I believe. Yeah. And um, so I, I wanted to find out more because they wanted me to help them with their website at the time. And so I went and had a, uh, joined them for a circle on the Saturday after I'd met them. And uh, I was just really touched by the energy in the room. Um, I had some past experiences with that kind of energy and just, I, I just, just immediately got attracted to the, the immense power of that energy that was present just with the three of us sitting here. And, and, uh, and so for me, that was just a total yes that I, I need to join up with these people. And so I've been with them ever since. And, uh, and but at the same time, uh, Vicky had already been experiencing heart issues, and almost instantly, I started putting her name in the bowl. I think her name filled up the entire bowl within. That's a prayer bowl. Prayer bowl, yes, yeah. that's what I meant to say, prayer bowl. And and uh, and I kept hoping that there would be a turnaround uh, for her. And even though she went through several levels of it, eventually her heart kept failing. And it seemed like no matter how much I was praying and we were all praying, it, it just, uh, there was something else going on. And in the end, I mean, the prayers were all about the ease of transition. So uh, you're going to have to excuse me. I'm a very emotional person. and I, I, I understand, of course. And so most, I will try my best to hold it together for you. But... I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. I was, I was talking about the, um, oh yeah, the, the prayers became that of transition. Gene and Al and, and, and some others 
joined us for a, there must have been a three or four different times I believe in the in a couple of in the couple of months before she left, and um, and we had some profound experiences with spirit coming to us with messages, but not only just the messages. There was one time White Cloud was there, and and I I distinctly. Like I sometimes have visions like that that sometimes come to me. And that point, I did. I I saw White Cloud stick out his arm and and actually touch Vicky, and that was confirmed with someone else. Betty saw the same thing, and Vicky saw the same thing. Oh, Vicky felt it. She felt it. Yeah, and she saw it. So that was very profound. I can imagine. I can't uh, imagine. White, White Cloud is uh, was a native Indian from the plains. Yeah, I've seen him myself. He always identifies himself with me. He wears this uh, bone breastplate that uh, I guess is, was part of his culture when he was in, yeah. you know, on Earth, and uh, a beautiful, beautiful spirit and a very yeah. powerful one. With yes. uh, he, in my mind, he's probably one of the more tangible spirits, like he has a presence mm -hmm. that is unmistakable. Yeah. And uh, he uh, had a connection with Vicky, so I'm, I'm not sure what the connection was specifically, but certainly he was there to help her out. So. Well, Vicky, as always since I met her, had a very close relationship with the Native community, been very involved as a nurse, and. Uh, attending drumming circles and doing ceremony. We've, we've actually been involved with the native community for a while. Um, we went down and did a tour of the uh, American Southwest, 2008, I believe. And we visited a, a number of um, native areas where there was a lot of energy that we associated with. And one of them was Taos. We went to the Pueblo there. And uh, Vicki. Always had visions wherever she went, and she felt a very powerful connection with that place, uh, the, the, the Navajo down there. And so I, I, I feel strongly that White Cloud has a connection because of her native connection, and that's probably where it came from. Um, there possibly was more to it than that. But what came out of it was uh, the extreme, was just the personal experience with, with, with divine love. I mean, it's not, just, it's not just a belief for me. It's... Like, I feel that presence with me. You're listening to WDLR Radio <laughs> with Al Fike, our co-host. <laughs> no, we don't have to edit. This is real. This is real emotion, and that's the way it's presented. And let's continue now with uh, Alan and his special story. I'm, I'm touched very deeply by this energy. Touched very deeply. by the presence of spirit that comes to me 
when it comes to these circles that I'm here with, with Gene and Al, I, I, I feel it here very powerfully. But I've, I have felt it here on many instances with Vicky. Vicky had a very powerful experience before this. It was just after I, I, we were supposed to go to the Divine Love Retreat in Hawaii together. Vicky had a, a sense that she wanted to do this, even though she knew her, knew her heart was failing at the time. And there was a whole thing about trying to get health insurance so we could go into the, into the States, being Canadians. Um, and so we signed up and paid for all this to happen. And then she had a hospital visit only a couple of weeks before. And we had, and of course her, her it insurance nullified. It, it nullified the health insurance. And so we just couldn't go, but she, we, since we had already paid for it, she encouraged me to go. And I had incredible experiences when I went there, but in the January of, of this was 2016 in January, 2017, she was hospitalized with extreme angina pain and they had a hard time stabilizing her. <laughs> we thought we, <sighs> we thought we were losing her then. <laughs> and then I didn't spend, I, I would, she spent four, five nights in, in the hospital and then one, one morning I, I went to visit her, I, was, I, I, I slept at home. One morning I went to visit her and she shared a story with me that changed her life and changed her whole perspective on dying. She told me she had had a near-death experience. She told me that she felt herself rising from her hospital bed and the room disappearing. And she felt herself rising and feeling this incredible peace. And I, I've done a lot of reading of near-death experiences from other people's stories. And it's such a common story of, of those who experience this. And apparently a, a lot with heart patients because they are often brought back. Whereas others, of course, they never come back. But the heart patients are often brought back. And she, she came back to, experience, to share her experience where she felt herself rising, all that peace, and she says there was even great joy there. And, and she thought she was leaving. But then she said, a voice stopped her and said, look, you're, you're, this isn't your time. But I just want to tell you that, that there's nothing to be afraid of. Your time is coming soon. But there's still more to do for yourself. You're not quite ready to leave yet. And then she told me that in the, the, her words, that she, she, was, she was convinced, and even though she was not a religious person at all, she was convinced she had spoken to God. She came back and never had any fear of death again. So in the next two years, of course, her, her heart kept failing and failing and failing, and she was getting totally fed up with it. She, her, her quality of life kept going down the, down the tubes for the next two years. And I was her primary caregiver, and even though in the last couple of months we got lots of help come in, they decided she was palliative. But she was never afraid. Well, this is only three months old. She left on August 30th. 
And then, and then she made the decision when she had heard of that assisted death had become legal in, in British Columbia, in Canada. It had been passed in law, in, I believe, in 2016, I believe, or it's 2015. It became law that, that as long as you could find two doctors to agree to do it, that felt that you qualified because you were dying and to, to help to relieve you of pain, that they would, they would give you assisted death and give you an early peaceful death. And so we'd heard that about this one person on the, on the Sunshine Coast here who uh, agreed to go that way. And, uh, and Vicky thought, wow, I didn't know this was available. This is what I want. And so initially, about six months before her actual passing, even as, she, as her heart was failing, and as I said, she couldn't do anything. She couldn't get out. She had no energy. And so she downloaded these forms and it took it to her GP. And her GP initially said, well, I'm not ready to sign this yet. I mean, I'm not convinced that you're, you're finished yet. Maybe there's still more we can do. And so they said, well, you, can ha you have to have a psychiatric test. At least do that. Convince means you're not depressed. And so she agreed to all this. And the, and the psychiatrist says, no, you're not depressed. You're just frustrated. So he signed off on it. But still, we weren't quite ready to go ahead with these. She thought, well, okay, we'll go with the, 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 the medical system, wants her to take the, the drugs and continue taking the drugs. But they, nothing was helping. She went back and had another angiogram. And even the, the, the specialist at St. Paul's Hospital, the heart specialist, said there's nothing more we can do. They didn't want to do surgery because they thought it was too dangerous for her. So uh, this kept failing. And finally, about two months before she left, uh, we had... I said, I, I called in her doctor, her GP, was, who was actually a, one of the doctors who could say yes to this. She came to see her and said, yeah, I agree to do this. So, started the paperwork. But then her own internist sort of questioned whether we were actually finished with this or not. He wanted to do more tests. She said, absolutely no. So a, a little bit more time passed and then there was another doctor had to sign off on it and we got her to come to the house and she agreed to it. And so, so then we set up a date and uh, it was interesting that Vicky said, well, I got a little, few more goodbyes to say, yeah, can we do this at the end of the month? <laughs> I want to say goodbye to the kids. So the date of August 30th was arranged. And, and so they came. And a very good friend of mine wanted to be there. And... Uh, and so he's so we arranged for that. Two other friends wanted to be there. When her Vicky's sister wanted to be there, her son wanted to be there. So we were all there in the end. And it was interesting. Like the, actually, we, we thought she might be going overnight. Vicky thought um, so. She caught me up about three in the morning to sit with her. She thought she was leaving. 
So I sat with her, and finally she says, well, apparently, I think you better go back to bed, <laughs> get some sleep. So I went back to bed. She was still there in the morning. And then I heard her getting up. You know, she was, she had, a, she struggled, but she just, she had to, she felt like she wanted to do something for herself. She was a very practical person. So I could hear her with her cane getting, going into the kitchen to make the coffee in the morning. And that's what I normally did. So I instantly got up to help her. Makes her some breakfast and make her the coffee. And so we spent some time together in the morning. It was, it was interesting that all of a sudden she wanted me to do some cleaning for the people who are coming. And I says, you know, this is so unimportant right now. She says, you're, you're about to leave and you want me to do all this stuff for you. And, and uh, I could be doing this tomorrow for you. You won't be here anymore. I'll have lots of time on my hands. I just want to spend time with you. There's no, I have to supervise. <laughs> she was like that. She, was, she, liked to, she liked to not boss people around, but she liked to supervise. And she was, she was a manager in nursing for, for years and years and years. And She's so, a very organized person. Yes, and so the, the joke is that in Celestial, she's just bossing everyone around right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyways, I did this, and she was happy, and we waited for everyone to show up, and we waited for the... Uh, we waited for the doctor to show up. Four o'clock was agreed upon, and and I already told Gina now that this was happening, and they knew, so they they had arranged a a, a prayer, prayer circle, a prayer vigil for it yeah. at that time. Yeah. And we had uh, received a couple of messages uh, regarding this, and for me, it was kind of surprising because um, you know. Generally, I, I thought that uh, planning your time to go and, and um, doing, doing it that way was not a particularly uh, condoned way to do it. Or, that, you know, would God accept this? You know, that kind of idea. Uh, but as we progressed along this process of accepting what Vicki wanted to do and coming together, in uh, different uh, times of prayer with her and conversation and you know, right at the very end, uh, goodbye. Uh, it became evident that our angel friends were quite okay with it, that they could see that this was a mercy rather than you know, some selfish act, that it was uh, Vicky saying, well, look, you know, I'm no good to anybody here now. I'm, I know I'm going. And I, in the back of my mind, I thought, well, I think she's going to go before mm -hmm. that date. And she almost did, as you were yeah. implying. Yeah. Uh, and there were many uh, beautiful messages um, comforting her mm -hmm. and telling her that she will be met by them and others. Um, I even got a message from her mother saying she's planning a party on the other <laughs> side when she comes. So they knew the date, so they would they would plan something special. And interesting enough, just to butt in for a second, uh, Vicky's sister Linda apparently had a dream 
where her mother came to her and said, we're planning a party for Vicky. <laughs> came to her dream to tell her this. So this coincided and confirmed yeah, what Al yeah. and Alan heard too. And would you like me to tell the story? I mean, I, no, I, 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 need, I need to continue with okay, it. Okay, you go for it. Okay, so, so the time has come. We're all, we're all together. And Vicky was so totally surrendered to this and in such a state of peace. It, it was just amazing that the nurse there had to, had to set up an IV in her arm for them to pit the, put the drugs in her that were going to kill her. The nurse, nurses have always had trouble with Vicky and IVs. They can never find a vein. She's had so many hospital visits where nurses just struggle to find a vein. Well, this nurse was no different. So for like 20, 15, 20 minutes, this poor nurse is struggling to, to tap her arm up and down both arms, trying to find a vein. She finally succeeded, but it took 15 minutes. Vicky wasn't the slightest bit phased. She just sat there and relaxed as if it was an ordinary day. My friend Mark, who likes to joke with her, and we so we're all joking with her about the situation. So we're all having a good laugh, but the nurse, and just, just, like this, just another ordinary day. But then when it was finally time, and the nurse, I mean, the doctor actually had to ask Vicky, because this is part of law, do you still okay with this? Do you still want to do it? And Vicky, of course, said yes. And so, and then the, the drugs were administered. They basically put her to sleep first. And so there was no pain. She was gone. And then the, and then the, the rest of the drugs were administered. But the, there was such a feeling of peace. I personally, initially, I was just so lost in, I guess, my own grief of losing her that I wasn't really aware of the transition that happened in the room. It wasn't until I had stepped back and, and the, the doctor said that she's gone now. And we stepped back and, and the, the doctor, and the, doctor and, the, and the nurse left and just left us there. That I became aware of this enormous presence in the room. I mean, I mean, we were blessed in such a huge way. I mean, if I had any doubts of the existence of God, divine love, it was just dismissed instantly. I mean, you cannot help but experience that. And that's always been very, very important to me, to have an experience of, of, of God, of a, a firsthand experience. I, I've read many books on spirituality. I've read all the messages, our channels. But the messages were, for me were all about re learning how to receive divine love. So here I am receiving it, you know the very thing they want us to learn how to do. And it was just so obvious in the room, the, the, the presence of the energy in that room, that ended up staying for weeks. It's still there in the house, but it was very powerful. It stayed very powerfully for days and days afterwards. And I invited people to come and feel this in the house. And it's just like, wow, just the feeling of peace in our, in our, in our space, my home.
And so that's what blew me away. And, and Vicky ended up becoming a teacher in the end. People would come and express their condolences. They were crying and everyone was crying and we're losing Vicky. And she's there consoling everyone <laughs> in such a feeling of peace that she felt even before she went. And it's just all because she knew that there was no fear. She knew she had spoken to God that a couple of years earlier that there was no problem in this. And, and she knew that she didn't, want to, she didn't want to suffer anymore. And unfortunately, our medical system is set up right now where they can keep us alive forever. When we should have died if they just let us let people go. People are in, are in a hospital, in, 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 in homes, being kept alive through drugs when their bodies are ready to leave, but they can't leave. And unfortunately, our law is set up in such a way that, that, that if you can't say yes, that I want to do this, they won't do it. They won't, they won't minister the drugs. So Vicky was so fearful she might have a stroke and not be able to say yes. But unfortunately, she was able to. She, she said yes. And she, and she left in such grace. And, and it was just overwhelming, that feeling. And it, and it changed me. I felt like I was gifted. With this, with this like I was lit up. I was literally lit up in that space. And I've never been the same since. My friend Mark, who was a very spiritual person, has, has come to a circle or two. And, and he, he felt the same way. He was totally shifted. Like life has never been the same. It's like when you've had, a, you've been touched by whoever this presence was, you want to say it was God, an angel, whatever it was. I don't know. I don't have an answer to any of that. All I know is that energy was in our space. It's, it's like the veil was parted. And, and there it was in that room. And I recently had a very good friend come over a couple of weeks ago. And, and we've been come close. She's a very spiritual person to a healer, energy healer. And she came into our room and, and after a walk, and all of a sudden, I became aware that that same energy was in our, our space. And she felt it. It was so powerful. It's like we were being blessed by that same energy. It was saying, yeah, you two are blessed right now. And so these experiences have been happening to me of experiences of, uh, of the divine. I, I, as I said, I, I can't say who, what this experience is. Maybe Al can say more about it. He's more in touch with these, these the, the channels, these spirits. I, I, I don't know. And Vicky was channeled. Oh, yeah, Vicky came to us. Yes, she did. Yeah, it was. It was and... Uh... I can't remember exactly what she said, but I it was do. very reassuring. Well, you go. I, I, I remember. Well, you channeled her. Yeah. And she, and she said some words. But I, but I had a distinct vision during that channeling where, she, where she, she wanted me to experience the joy that she was experiencing in spirit. She was free of pain and experienced this incredible joy. And so she grabbed me 
and started spinning me around the room like a top, which was interesting because after we shared our experiences, a group of us experiencing what had happened during that circle, a few others had experienced that same top kind of experience. Uh, the movement. The yeah. movement. Yeah. But she was spinning me around like a dance. And finally, she said these words to me. And she said, which I've never forgotten, dance to dance and live and let go. Dance to dance and live and let go. And that was her message to me. It's like for her, the dance was life. It's like you dance to dance, that's life. And live and let go. And for me, that's living in the moment. And for me, everything that happens for me lives in the moment. It's like, I can't do it any other way. I can't make a plan that doesn't work. But in the moment, I've been blessed in so many ways. Since she left, I can't, it's, like, it's like I've lost track of the times, number of situations that have happened to me. They're experiencing life. And for me, the, the divine lives in the moment. It lives in the moment here now. And it's here with us right now as we're speaking right now. I feel this energy and it's just here. It's just simply here and it's, it's that simple. It is so remarkably simple. And all you have to do is say yes to it. That's, that's, it's, it's that simple. You don't question it. You don't have to ask, well, what is it? Where is it? Why is it? And all that stuff, it really doesn't matter. The presence is here. And, and, and the teachings are all about experiencing this, learning how to experience this divine love and, 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 real, and our reality, our reality here on earth. And so, yeah, you continue. <laughs> I don't know what else to say right now. I, I suppose uh, through this interview, you can... Uh, see that Alan is a very spiritual man. He has very uh, distinct gifts and talents to, to put things into a spiritual perspective. And, and I'm, we're very blessed to, to know Alan and to share his experiences. And of course, to share this experience that Alan and Vicki have had together in life the short time that we've known them. Yeah, very profound indeed, and and um, you know the story. This is why I encouraged Alan to come and speak about this because I think it's it's a pretty uh, remarkable story that uh, brings to light many issues and um, beautiful aspects of life and death that uh, we can all learn from. You know, so many people fear death. And, you know, people, I've watched Alan go through the process of grieving. And, of course, he, he had his grieving time. But because of these experiences that we had together and what he had with Vicky and, and his own gifts, that time really has been quite short. I mean, I've I have a brother who lost his wife and he's still grieving. It's uh, over two years. And this has only been, what, three months? Yeah, it's been three months. Yeah. But Vicki, we, we talked at length before she left. 
And the one thing she wanted me to do was to experience happiness and joy in life. And, and the message is what I was getting after she left was that it's, this is exactly what she wanted. She wanted me to feel as joyful as she was in spirit. And so I need to honor that. And yes, I've, I still feel tears over it. I mean, you, you can hear me now. Still a lot of emotion. But I, I have moved on and I, I, I went through so much with her dying process that I've moved on. And, and, um, and yes, I, I, will maybe, I will grieve and I'll never forget her. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm rejoicing in my life and feeling the joy of life and sharing that as much as I can. And I've since come, become very good friends with uh, someone else who, who lost her husband in the same way. And she shared with me the presence she felt when he left. And, uh, and so we've had a remarkable sharing that seems to happen to people who are open enough when their partner leaves to experience that kind of energy. And it's remarkable if you're open to it. When, to be in the presence of someone who's dying it's just an, a remarkable experience that puts you in touch with spirituality firsthand. It's no longer a belief. Belief is for people who like to read about it. But if you want to experience it, then you, you find a way of experiencing it. And then you know it as truth. Then it becomes your truth. And I think your strength, Alan, was that you were willing to accept it. Yes. You know, you yes. didn't resist it. No. And you allowed Vicky her decision and her dignity in, in death. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and you had some resistance pushback from others oh, who yeah. knew you both and, yeah, and knew yeah, Vicky yeah. well and all of yeah, that. Yeah. But you two were committed that this is, was the way to go. Excuse the pun. Yeah. And, uh, and it worked. I mean, it, it's, as I said, it's, it's been a real lesson to me. And if I do find myself in a similar situation, I will remember Vicky's story and, and act accordingly because I, I never did have, or not certainly in a long time, had a fear of death because, you know, I have these experiences with uh, the other side that uh, certainly convinces me that there's nothing to be afraid of or that there, you know, the, this unfortunate uh, attitude that, the end is the end and there's nothing more is, is just so off base that you know, yeah. it's almost at this stage of the game for me, it's kind of laughable. And uh, my experience of, of Vicky going was quite interesting because as Alan said, we were here actually where we're sitting now in our living room in prayer. And um, I was taken to your home and I was present there in my spirit body and observing things happening. And one of the promises that White Cloud made to Vicky was that he would take her hand and lead her to the other side. Mm -hmm. And I saw it. Mm -hmm. As she rose out of her body, he reached over and grabbed her, took her hand, and just gently brought her to you know, the consciousness of being in a, in a spirit, in spirit, in the spirit body. And I think Vicki probably was fairly, uh, she knew that consciousness anyway, and I'm 
my guess is that she probably had that experience more than once because of her condition and kind of drifting in and out of, you know, her um, state of consciousness because physically she wasn't able to uh, be fully conscious all the time and and uh, because of her, you know, her, her uh, struggle. So it was a beautiful sight and I felt the peace too. I felt a very strong one. It was a gift to me. So spirit also gifted me with the witnessing of this sacred experience, which it is, the experience of death is, you know, between birth and death, I think they are probably the two most sacred experiences we're gonna have in this earth on the earth point. And um, it was just amazing. I mean, it, you know, God gives you so many different avenues to experience life and to experience the truth. You know, and as uh, Alan was saying at the beginning, it is the experience of the truth for him that's important and that has the power. And as long as you're, as Vicky was saying, and just let go, go with it, you know, all of these things are possible and can be experienced in a myriad of different ways. Yeah. I mean, I'm obviously very sorry that Vicky is gone and obviously Alan is too, but uh, in her, her parting gift was this, this uh, being able to witness something very sacred yeah. and very beautiful. Yeah. And uh, I'll never forget it. Um, and it, it gives me hope for my own eventual passing, which I hope is a uh, number of years away yet, but uh, um, I have no fear. Um, and I know that uh, our spirits live on and on and on, and there are so many more experiences waiting for us on the other side that you know, I, I sometimes uh, muse about, oh, I wonder what it's going to be like over there. I can hardly wait to get there because, yeah. you know, one aspect of it for me is being a gardener. And I hear about all these beautiful gardens and spirits, you know. I want to see it. I want to be there and experience that and and live in it, you know. And, uh, and it won't be so hard. You don't have to sweat and dig and all of that <laughs> stuff. It just is. And uh, I'd love to experience that beauty. And uh, anyway, I can go on about my musings about spirit, but uh, it was interesting that Vicky did come through, I think, the day after, think, was it? Or the well, couple of days Monday. after? Well, she went on a Thursday and you, she came to you on the Monday. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I have this uh, ongoing rule and when, as uh, our angel friends asked me to be uh, a medium for them to speak. I said, oh, okay. I had to think about it, but I said, all right, but I only want to channel celestial spirits. I don't want to deal with other spirits. Too confusing for me. I just want to go with this. It makes it simple. And they said, yes, that's fine. And we will ensure that, uh, you know, you'll be just channeling celestials. But over the years, it's been, I think, about nine years now, there have been occasions 
when uh, loved ones that I know of who passed over have come and spoken. My mother was the first one, I believe. And she was actually celestial by that time. So that was lovely. And uh, our dear friend Lorna, who was part of this church that we're now involved in a spiritualist church in Vancouver, came through soon after her passing and talked about her experience. So I, I knew that, uh, uh, you know, it, with permission and, you know, we all have our gatekeepers, so they kind of control the flow of uh, who's going to come through. And I know whether he's got a big book and he writes you down and say, okay, on this date, you know, you're, you're going to be able to speak or whatever, you know, my booking agent, maybe I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, Vicki did come through and it was lovely. I mean, you know, we all felt the joy of her passing, which, you know, people, you know, somebody might hear this and think this is a bit ir irreverent or weird or something, but it, not at all. It just is a normal part of life, you know, this whole experience of death. And uh, it was beautiful that she could come through in that one. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, other thing I, I want to add is this doesn't mean they were all looking forward to dying. You know, it, I am. <laughs> I mean, I just have no fear of it. I, I see it as something to look forward to as opposed to dreading. But at the same time, we, we were brought here to this place, this incredible place to, to live our life and do what we need to do. I think we're brought here for purposes uh, of learning and, and, and experiencing whatever this place has to offer. But the whole point of what we're talking about is, is going past our fear because we're, we dread life because of our fear of death. And, and so it, this is about getting past that fear and just living our lives with joy and, and dignity and courage and all of that and, and stop trying to kill each other because it's, it's pointless. We're all going to end up dead anyways. What's, why are we killing each other? So live our life with joy. Experience this world in a beautiful, beautiful way. But just don't fear death. There's nothing to be afraid of. We're all actually very safe here. We're incredibly safe here. We think, oh, we'll get hurt. We might get killed. But in fact, you're like, so what? <laughs> you just go to somewhere other, some other place. And, and uh, so that for me is, is a very important message for me, is, is, is living this life in joy. And whatever that happens to mean, we all have our own path. And we live that path. Just live it without any fear. There's no reason to be afraid of anything. Nothing. Yeah, I know when uh, I turned 60, I made a pact with God and I said to him, you know, God, I've, I've uh, lived a good life. I've had many experiences in life. I've raised children. I've had a career. I've traveled the world. I've met many wonderful people and had many wonderful experiences in life. And I said, uh, with retirement, uh, what I have left I dedicate to you in service. Whatever that is, I'll do it. And I was thinking, you know, if I go tomorrow, I've had a rich life. I mean, I, I don't think I'll go with any regrets. 
And uh, so whatever I've got left is great. And so far it has been very good. You know, that was five years ago. And uh, I'll continue to live. I, you know, I jokingly say I, I look forward to death, but I also look forward to life, you know, yeah. <laughs> life on this world because right. there are many wonderful things about that. So don't get me wrong. Um, and, uh, but life is life, you know, it's, it's the transition is just that it's a transition from one aspect of life to another. Yeah. You're still you, you know, you still pass over being you. So nothing much is going to change in that department. You know, you have a spirit body, but it's not that much different from the body you've got now. You don't have to eat and all that kind of thing. There are different rules maybe, but uh, you know, I'm sure there are many things that we do in this life that we're going to do in the next life in terms of our work and our connections and our experiences of being ourselves. So, um, you know, I, I found it really uh, quite intriguing that uh, Vicky's mother would stage a party for her. It's like what we would do, you know, <laughs> for a birthday or something. And that is, you know, it's going to be Vicky's birthday. That's the, the day she's born into spirit. Mm -hmm. So in that, yeah. I hear they do celebrate in, in spirit, you know, on that day. You are honored for coming into spirit. It's a new life that you begin uh, in those realms. So it's all just fascinating. I mean, it's not only the fascinating part about uh, growing your own soul in this relationship we have with God, but also growing our own being and our relationship that we have with ourselves and then growing in our relationship with the world and with each other. And then these other phases of life that are coming, you know, that I, I have no doubt about and know that they are real. You know, it just, it never ends. The growth, the experiences, the openings, uh, sometimes the challenges, the joys, all of these things, you know, that is what life is. And it's beautiful. This I mean, has been a beautiful, beautiful program. My name is Brooke Volk and I'm your host. And there was very few words spoken by me during this past hour, simply because I was compelled, if you will, to listen. The two of you, combined in sharing this beautiful story has been a very probably, I don't say probably, it is the most emotional program that I've ever interviewed in my 50 years in radio. It wow. was done so professionally. And I mean, you were guided to weave a story that made absolute sense. And the story is not over. Give us a website where we can read your story or where it might be posted, Alan. I'm creating one right now. Wonderful. That will be shared by visiting divinelovesanctuary.com in the upcoming weeks. 
of where you can go and get the story that uh, will add so much more to this emotional hour. Mm -hmm. This program has been recorded, audio and video, through the Zoom technology, which I will share a link with Alan and Al, and they will then disseminate the link for a period of a week or two, or maybe three, that it'll be online and viewable. However, you may download it to your own computer and then, then share it with others via a website where you host this video. Uh, for radio, WDLR, which you're listening to right now, it's the audio version only, and this will be, of course, archived for as long as the internet exists and the talk show format of which we host these broadcasts. I'm uh, at a loss for words to add anything to what we've just heard. I'm just looking forward to being an impact through this program that it might have touched your lives in some way through hearing and possibly seeing this interview. Like Al mentioned, some people might think that uh, this is a little weird or what we've talked about is completely different and abnormal. Yes, it is. Because we're not accustomed to reality and the truth. Divine love shares that with your soul, of which myself, Al, Alan, we're learning to have our souls opened to truth. And once you have that, no one can take that away from you. You just know it. So we welcome you to tune in to more programs, listen to previous uh, archive programs uh, for websites where you may go to learn about divine love. New-birth.net is a wonderful website that is just filled with divine love messages. And we mentioned uh, divinelovesanctuary.com, Al Fike, his website. Alan is creating a website now that will be shared there. And we ask that you join in with us in prayer each day, asking for God's free gift of divine love. But you must ask in earnest through your prayers. Well, final comments. Let's have a final comment from Alan and Al, and then we'll wrap up today's program. Um, I, oh, all I can say is I'm grateful for this opportunity to share this with you. Um, I just, I've had, I've been compelled to talk about my experience, to share it with many people. And uh, it's been a, it was a profound experience for me and it was a, it's a profound experience to share it with you on, on the air and, 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 and have, have those who, Listen to my story, and and, and I, I I pray it has some impact on you, uh, as it has on me. All I can say is I'm totally grateful for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. And now, uh, I just always amazed how God uh, leads us to these wonderful people in our lives, um, and these wonderful, interesting, and unexpected experiences that we have with, you know, these people that are a part of our life. And it's just such a blessing. It enriches our life every day is such a beautiful gift. 
when one is attuned to the will of God and, and uh, hopefully following the will of God and, and these connections and beautiful experiences come our way. And um, I have to acknowledge Jean for uh, making this connection with Alan. You know, I, I, uh, I'm not such a connector. <laughs> I don't have her gifts. Uh, I'm a little reticent uh, at times. Not that I dislike people, but I'm just not, I'm just not that uh, expressive. So, um, I know Jean's showing me something. So I think she wants to get into the... <laughs> These are on our picture. website. All the messages received and, and uh, Vicky's channeled message after they're on our website already. Yes, they are. Did you so, hear that? So there's did, uh, a little book hear that. that was made up called Messages of Love and Light for Vicky and Alan Forrest um, that is on our website. So people who want to read those messages, and there are, I don't know, several, maybe 15 pages, oh, 33 pages yeah. of yeah. pictures and messages of the two, which um can give you some insight into their relationship and who they are their faces and uh, this experience and uh, it can as i said it's on our website under publications no under uh um, message collections message collections yeah. yes under so. messages and Alan is our webmaster. Yeah, and Alan is our webmaster. Okay. So, well, there it comes. So, we, yeah. this, this is how Gene corralled me at that party. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, uh, the beautiful website that we have is all Alan's doing. He has okay. created such a lovely uh, site that, in my mind, is very welcoming and quite interesting to look at. So, that's Alan's creativity. He's All right. I'm glad we brought that up. And uh, Jean, thank you for making this program possible because like her husband, Al said, she is the one who makes all these background yeah. things happen and bringing people together. She is such a natural, a gift of all gifts. I don't know any other natural person like her that is so filled with energy that is enduring and she's human. Uh, we share something dear. <laughs> I'll say this. <laughs> we, we both are going through some sciatica, arthritic leg, back problems. And yet she keeps going just like that Energizer bunny. I wonder what batteries she has. Because I want me one of them. It's an um, unadvertised battery. It's called God's Divine Energy. Yes, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wide open for more and more. Yeah, she's been praying for that for 45 years, Brooke, so. <laughs> okay, well she has it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll wrap this program up then, and we'll just say again, thank you. This has been Brooke Falk, WDLR inviting you to join us the next time. Until then, have a lovely soul. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you, Brooke.